back to Shamelessly Relevant, a podcast where we have conversations with the LGBTQ community. I'm your host, Julie Blunt. My pronouns are she, they, and I'm queer. Hello, I'm your other host. I'm Elena Berger. I am queer and my pronouns are she, they. Welcome back to the first episode of the semester. Um, we're really excited to be back with you guys and we are joined by two very special guests. So Maddie, if you'd like to go first and introduce yourself. Hi everyone. My name is Maddie. I use she, her pronouns and I am gay. And uh, my name's Ruth. I use she, they pronouns as well. And I'm also queer. Awesome. We're very excited to have these guests with us today, and we're doing a very special episode on our queer awakenings. So this concept kind of comes from the idea that being queer is very stigmatized, especially when you are a child. People are kind of forced to presume that they're straight um, because a normal relationship, at least in popular media, is usually a straight relationship. So I'm looking back at my childhood and trying to think of a single movie, book, piece of media that had queer characters. I think a lot of queer people were just kind of forced to find their sexuality by attaching to straight characters that either kind of revealed things about themselves, whether it be their gender, sexuality, or just made them question things that they never really questioned before. I think oftentimes our first introduction to sexuality was just this kind of butterfly feeling where you're just confused about what you're feeling but I think later in life we kind of get to bond in these moments where we talk about the certain characters or moments in media that brought us to kind of realize I'm feeling something that a lot of people told me I'm not really supposed to feel. A few actors and characters that come to mind first are Velma from the Scooby-Doo live action movies, Shigo, and I've heard David Bowie from Labyrinth a lot. I don't know if a lot of people have seen that movie but I, I, I get it. I understand. But today we're going to be talking about some of these characters, getting into some of our personal favorites, ones that made us realize things about ourselves, and kind of talk about those specific moments and how they impacted our queerness throughout our lives. Just a quick disclaimer, we are going to be talking about our childhood crushes. Some of these conversations may involve underage characters or a variety of characters. This is all in good fun, all referring to our childhood and adolescence, so don't be a creep and take it the wrong way. All right, we're gonna get started first with Maddie and we're going to move down the line and talk about each character that we kind of attach to. So Maddie, if you would like to go first. Oh, I will, thank you, Elena. So I kind of grew up in LA and um, when I used to live in LA, my mom would always take me to like a movie theater and she introduced me to like a lot of Pixar film, Disney films. I found myself kind of having like an admiration and even like a little fascination about some like Disney characters or Disney princesses. But I thought it was just like admiring them, you know, like, oh, like they're, you know, they're strong or they're smart. But really, it was just like a romantic side of it mm-hmm. that I was never really taught because no one really explained to me that you could have a romantic or sexual feeling towards someone of the same sex. I was always taught you a boy and a girl will be together, right? It was a very heteronormative um, life that I lived by and the media I consumed back when I was a kid. And as I got older, like I think one of my biggest crushes was Alice from Resident Evil. She was just so hot and I was so like head over heels for her. But again, I thought I just admired her strength. I mm-hmm. thought I had, like I thought this was just like, oh, I want to be like her, but really I wanted to be with her. <laughs> and Mulan from Once Upon a Time, she was also one of those. And it just kept going on and on. But again, I was like, okay, like this is just admiration. And in eighth grade, now this is like when I get into reality, I'm in middle school and I have a boyfriend and we had a very neutral, healthy breakup. Like actually I was more happy to be single than with him. 
it was a very innocent and pure relationship and I think like the day of the breakup I met my first girl crush um I just have a question why do all of us have crushes on like goth girls <laughs> <laughs> yeah we've seen like... the list we all wrote this out mm-hmm. there is a lot of goth girl overlap yes yeah. definitely it, I don't know what it is especially when we were like adolescence right it was just the dark makeup and the black hair and maybe it was just we were all going through something so emotional we didn't know really how to handle our emotions so we resorted to that and i was in love with her for like a year and i would literally like was so obsessed with her but again i thought i admired her and one day she walked up to me and said hey are you straight I was like so flabbergasted and bamboozled. I was like, what? <laughs> bamboozled. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? What is that? Like, I think like I'm straight, you know. Like, like, what does that mean? You know, like I'm not crooked. And she goes, No, no, no. Like, do you like women? And I was like, I had to like pause. And I'm like, Women? Like, I like them as friends. And she's like, No. Like, do you want to kiss a girl? And I'm like, I-, I can do that. Is that allowed? <laughs> she, is that allowed? And she's like, You can do more than that. You know? And she's like, You can do like with consent and she explained the whole concept of being attracted to your same sex and that was like a switch and i was like oh my god and she like changed my life forever so that's how like i discovered my sexuality i've been so happy that i found out at a very young age because not everyone has that opportunity especially like our older generations they found out much later in life so shout out to my first girl crush thank you for helping me figure that out (laughs) thanks maddie yeah i think a lot of people have that we're like they have that moment of realization like you're allowed to be gay i mean media just tells you like love is man woman kiss and like that is (laughs) totally what i was just exposed to as a child but i think all of us have had that moment where it was just like a switch in your brain i think some people were more exposed than others right but like i definitely think a lot of queer people who i've talked to have experienced that as well right and i was very sheltered as a kid so like i literally thought it was just man and woman that's it like and I never really had fascinations with men. Like, I would see all my girlfriends being like, oh, like, oh, my God, there's, like, Kristen Edwards and, like, all these really famous actor guys. And I was just, like, not phased. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like, yeah, sure, abs. Okay, whatever, cool. But then, like, cool. if, like, a girl, like, I don't know, like, if she had a really nice smile, a really nice laugh, I'd be, like, panicking in the corner. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, you know? <laughs> yeah, you yeah. attributed it to something oh, after course, that yeah. point. Oh, course, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Maddie. I think we can definitely relate to a lot of the people you have on that list but we're going to move on to ruth who do you have on this list of yours so the um obviously my list is like a little twofold because i also had like a queer awakening right and then i had like a gender awakening but the queer awakening definitely happened first um i remember i was like oh gosh like 13 or 14 um, when I first started watching uh, American Horror Stories. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and the first season, and, like, Evan Peters was there. And I, I have – it kind of spawned my attraction to men being, like – because he's not, like, a hunk in that. Because I'd always – that's what I'd always seen, like, ooh, big, muscular, like, masculine men. Like, he's kind of – I don't know. He's very, like – to he's very, like, dark and goth and, like, kind of, like, like this, like, skinny – like – not to call Evan P- Peters a twink, but like he kind of no, yeah. he kind of was a twink in that first season, and I like I, their relationship. Well, I was like, I don't know like who I want to be in this relationship, but like I want Probably to. Im- neither. Yeah, like <laughs> either of them, neither, but like, both I at the it. same time. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so that was like the first time I remember being like, oh, well, mm, something, uh, something's, something's happening here. <laughs> something's here. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm from um, I'm from Tatchby, California. Um, it's a very small uh, conservative town. Think like Bakersfield's mm-hmm. like weird little armpit. That's what um, Tehachapi is. Super <laughs> like I don't know. And I grew up around a lot of, like, you know, hyper-Christian stuff. And so, like, that never even, like, like Maddie was saying, like, never even crossed my mind. Um, and I I think that, like, once that happened, I called up my friend, um, my friend Jimmy. So um, I had recently started doing theater. Theater was my first exposure to, like, queer people. Mm-hmm. They, they were gay. And I was like, oh... I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> and they're like, oh, what's up? I used the the, the classic uh, friend route where you said, mm. oh, you know, my my friend <laughs> feels this way about this guy. Would, would that mean that they are bisexual? And of course, Jimmy saw right through it and was like, yes, dude. Like, yeah, like, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then um, as far as like the gender thing, the gender thing for me was not super... Um, like a person because you know growing up in like the early 2000s there was no transgender people on TV Mm -hmm. or in any media so that one was definitely a little bit more difficult to come to terms with I I think um, my first tip off was that I always um, all of my friend group growing up were all feminine like I was in with the girl group but like also I was like bi or like queer like I I was still attracted to women and so I wasn't like the gay best friend or anything Mm -hmm. like that but I still like related to them a lot more and I didn't know like what that was about and there was always like this weird separation that I felt because of that because like they kind of saw me as like a bit of an outsider but I still like got along with them really well and it was it was a really interesting time and then also what it, what would happen is I think I dated like four girls in a row all of them afterwards were like I'm a lesbian and I'm like I don't and and like that happened four times oh <laughs> and so then you have to ask yourself hmm why why were they attracted to me why were we so you know compatible you know mm-hmm. um I think an, another thing for me uh, as far as as far as gender goes I consider uh myself to be like non-binary but definitely heavily femme leaning but seeing Benedict Cumberbatch in Zoolander 2 where he's that <laughs> weird like like alien thing with like long hair and he doesn't have a gender I was like that like that is what I want to be <laughs> like I want to be like <laughs> you slay. know slay. literally literally yeah like like this like ethereal like like strange like feminine creature I loved him I loved him and that that was um, that was like really, really good. But yeah, I've always, you know, ever since Seven Peters, I've always loved me a good curly haired twink. Mm-hmm. I will say mm-hmm. that. Okay, I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Julie, do you want to move on to your list? Uh, absolutely. I don't know how much I relate to Evan Peters because I didn't watch American Horror Story until like later in my teen years. Mm-hmm. But the one movie that I did watch when I was fairly young that I was like, oh, wow, this is interesting. I watched The Runaways, which is the movie about, um, yeah, it's Kristen Stewart plays Joan Jett. And for the first time, I was like, oh, my God, women. Whoa, they're great. Um, That was like my first ever sexual awakening experience. I felt sexually attracted to a woman for the first time. And that was like I was really little. So I discovered I was a little you know, I wasn't completely straight when I was in about fifth or sixth grade. I was re- really young. Um, and so for the first time, that was like a huge thing for me. And then Twilight, Twilight hits. <laughs> and I'm like, Kristen Stewart again. <laughs> um, and it was just it was really funny because I didn't realize that I was like attracted to Kristen Stewart until later, like 
later in my life, it was kind of the same thing. It was like, do I admire Kristen Stewart? Do I want to be Kristen Stewart? Is Are they just attractive in general? And it was all of the above. Um, but then I looked and I looked back on my life and I realized when I was in fourth grade, I got a haircut to match Alice from Twilight, oh, yeah. from the very first Twilight. And that's where I realized like my love for like the Twilight character started because I wanted to be Alice. But did I want to be Alice or did I want to be in a relationship with both Alice and Jasper? <laughs> it was like one of those things where I didn't realize it until I, I started looking at stuff. But the Kristen Stewart in The Runaways was absolutely my like first ever sexual awakening. But then Twilight, I think... I think I didn't watch Runaways until after, like, I've been watching Twilight. But Twilight was, again, one of those things. Um, now that you mention it, Alice and Jasper would be such an iconic poly couple. Exactly. Like, actually. That's they, what I'm saying. Are they looking for, <laughs> are they, like, for a saying, third? Or are all of you interested? <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, like, the other couple that I wanted to be a part of, I think this is, uh, so something I haven't mentioned before is that I've been experiencing with Polly, being polyamorous, I'm very much open to um, having an open relationship um sexually as well as romantically and i didn't realize that i was interested in these couples until i looked back and realized i found both of them attracted and i just wanted to basically like be in the middle and be a sandwich <laughs> um so looking back jade and beck from victorious oh, oh. oh we're gonna we're gonna circle back oh. <laughs> <laughs> not just jade because don't get me wrong jade great yeah. going back to the the goth and emo girls oh yeah <laughs> okay but different. first of all they're dysfunctional as hell but i could fix them i could i think we'd be oh, it, no. we'd be the bridge you'd be like oh it'd be so great it would be fine if i was there it'd be oh. fine um and then my like yeah i feel like jade and beck was a huge one for me as well because i i looked back and i was like oh my god they're just so both attractive and that's where i realized like it wasn't i wasn't straight and i wasn't like a lesbian i was like well there's and so i was like am i bi like what's the word bisexual i didn't learn the word bisexual until i was about 17 or 18 because i just never experienced it because i was always closeted about it um but then i was like hmm, i still find men pretty attractive and by that i mean matthew lillard and ski ulrich from scream when they you know not to spoil the movie or anything it's been out for several years now but they're you know ghostface um in the first movie and watching back oh uh, spoilers I did. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It came out before I was born. Okay, that's how. That's how old it is. Well, I haven't Sorry watched to all the people yet, that were born so. in the nineties. But yeah. You haven't watched Anyways. it. Anyways, where have you been? Oh, sorry. Where have you been? Where you've been, Elena? Anyway. But yeah, that's where I was like, oh, they're both very attractive, and it's another one of those open relationship things where I realized I was like, be in a sandwich. It would be great. Um, my favorite movie, uh, when I started realizing, like, I was queer is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yeah. Ugh, Iconic so piece great. of queer media. I love it so much. And I don't know what it is about it, but the entire cast just does a phenomenal job of just, like, ugh, being attractive in general. And I think to me, I also related it, related to it on a, like, queer level. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think it was great. Um, but I didn't have like an actual experience with another woman. I, I always had crushes on friends from high school. There was specifically one crush that I had. Um, I found out that she was, I think she was bi. 
and she ended up dating a girl that we were mutual friends with Mm -hmm. and i would see them around all the time i was just like i wish that was me i wish that was me they ended up moving to another state across country like completely to the other side of the state together no just just the one that i had a crush on (laughs) maddie won the drama (laughs) (laughs) the tea tea. that's some lesbian (laughs) stuff right there you know know. but they of course they would move across the country together like that's lesbians right there (laughs) they ended up separating i think and then the one that i had the crush on moved away and like I reflected on it years later. I was like, I really, that was like my first, like I was sad. I was very sad about that. Um, I still to this day um, wish that I like told them because I didn't tell them. And I told one of my other friends, I don't think I had a crush on them, but um, I really don't think they're going to listen to this. So uh, it's, they're never going to know, but (laughs) we'll see. Um, But yeah, so I never had like too much of a personal experience, but there's definitely characters out there my um there's also songs which is really really funny Haley kiyoko's girls like girls i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that is like a very much a realization for a lot of women who like women or girls who like girls or you know a- anything that song really opened my eyes i was like kind of the same as you maddie they can do this girls can <laughs> like girls yeah. what? what are you kidding um and the first time i saw that video i was like oh my god because i think they kiss in the video i was like whoa <laughs> that's great. allowed that's yeah. whoa um so it was a lot of that but yeah it's uh i find so many people it, it's it's hard to determine because my entire childhood i was very like fascinated with movies and like tv shows and pictures and people just in general um but i didn't realize that i was sexually or romantically attracted to these people until i looked back at it it was like I didn't just like admire and like them i wanted to be them or be with them mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. and there's one more that I know we both can agree on. I'll start on it. <laughs> Katniss Everdeen. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. I said it. No, I, for a long time, just thought I wanted to be her because she's, like, the iconic, like, female lead. Like, I, I thought that she was just awesome. But then I realized after the fact, I picked it apart. I was in love with her, just in a little way. Um, <laughs> now that you mention music... Girls, Girls, Boys by Panic oh at, the, my at the Disco. Mm. Sorry. Panic at the Disco. Yeah. Girls, good. Girls, Boys. I, okay. I didn't think of music. Can I Can I say my... Yeah, go for that it. Yeah. Music yeah, yeah. Um, Kimia Dawson. I don't know if you guys know who Kimia Dawson is, but she did like the whole Juno soundtrack and I watched mm-hmm. Juno and I was like, I love this this music. And so I started really getting into her because she did the whole soundtrack. And there's this one song um, called Chemistry by her where mm-hmm. um, she says like, someday I'll be an old lady in, um, in my garden with... Uh, bare feet and I'll be singing something really uh, sad and sweet and I would sing along to that song because I sing along to all my songs and I was like oh, that's nice I would like to d- I, that, would, that is what I would like to I want to be an old lady yeah in the exactly so like that was like super like cool the, um, to be able to like sing along to stuff and you're like why do I relate to this so why? much why does this feel familiar <laughs> exactly now that I'm looking at my list there's a lot of overlap Violet and Tate season one of American Horror Story obviously that's Jade from Victorious. Mm. Um, Sam from iCarly. Oh, my Sam God. Sam from iCarly. I literally wanted to change my name to Sam. I want to oh be her. That's God. how bad I wanted to be her. But then I realized that, like, I either just wanted to be, like, best friends with her or I just was, like, in love with the idea of her. Um, she's very bossy. Sock, I like that. Uh, I like that. <laughs> um, Mila Kunis in all yes. the movies she was in, specifically yes. Bad Moms and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Those were my moments. Yeah. I think I saw Bad Moms on a plane and I was like, what is this? 
(laughs) (laughs) That was around the time where I was like first coming out to people and I was like, guys, do you know who Mila Kunis is? And they're like, yes, of course I know who Mila Kunis is. And I was like, I love her. (laughs) I love her. Um, Nicki Minaj. Any mm. video that she's in, mm. Katy Perry. Mm. Are you kidding? Last mm. Friday night, when she has that little transformation, California girls. I liked music videos a lot. Um, can, I, can I add on to that? Yeah, music, yeah. I loved Lady Gaga. Like, I didn't realize. I think I thought another thing. I just admired Lady Gaga. But then I watched back the performances and the when she plays paparazzi and she starts bleeding on stage. Oof. I was so attracted to that. Blood. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, no, let's like, unpack yeah. that. I mean, uh-huh. well, that's that's a different conversation for another time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> King's episode coming <laughs> next, next season. Episode. Oh my God, please! But that entire that entire performance <laughs> anyway. was just like a. Oh, it was amazing. Her acting, her singing, her in general, Lady Gaga, ladies and gentlemen. Hell yeah! There's so many music videos. I just think music videos have such a way of like mm-hmm. being sexy. I mean. Sex and media, sex sells. So that's probably why. Mm. But like, there were so many music videos that had me like scratching my head a little bit. I was like, hmm, what does this mean? And uh, the last one on my list is another like real world example, which was kind of like my pansexual and poly awakening because I had been in a relationship and I was friends with this girl and I just like admired the hell out of her. I was like, she's so pretty and talented and all these things. And then she started like, being what was what felt like more than friendly to me and i was like what is this what is this why am i feeling things why am i thinking about her while she's away like all these things that are running through my head and it was the first time when like i had always known i was queer but that's when i was like queer in application like it was happening <laughs> i was feeling it it's like, official for real for real um i had been like kind of a serial monogamist before then so i hadn't even like been in a relationship with women um and just feeling like those romantic relationship feelings while i was in another relationship i was like hmm something isn't right here (laughs) can't put my finger on it but yeah that's my list if anybody has anything else left to add before we close out for the night i totally forgot to mention this but when i was like in elementary i had the fattish crust on miley cyrus oh my god oh my god like when she was hannah montana like you know mm-hmm. changing it up living best of both worlds i was like Dude, okay you can do that i know well i like women or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you do really <laughs> what no idea right i totally agree with, with that, um yeah. with rocky horror that's actually definitely one of was um my first like mm. gender awakening type mm-hmm. thing was going to wa- rocky horror and oh, like yeah oh, i had this like black velvet dress and like i was like and I had taken a friend's bra and like stuffed it or whatever. And I was like, why do I look so good right now? Like, why, like, why do, why does this feel so great on me? And then I was like, oh no, like something, something we're going to tuck this away and not yeah. think about it for a while. This is more than just a costume. <laughs> yeah. Night. Yeah. I, I also wanted to bring up like there was a, different stages of like different discoveries so like in elementary school it was like oh Kristen stewart the runaways yeah and then Haley kyoko like music video oh my god they can do this what the mm-hmm. what <laughs> um but then i think i was in i was about to transition into high school and i went and i saw dnce at ace of spades and the opener the skins that entire band like it clicked something clicked in me because i i believe i i don't remember exactly because this was several years ago and i was like just getting like i was just being introduced to like the idea of being gay or being queer Mm -hmm. but i believe one of their members that was a part of the group was either transgender or just um 
non-binary presents differently and I found them so attractive and I thought it was wrong in my head I was like I shouldn't like them because if they're this gender if they're presenting as a woman and they're a woman or if they're a woman presenting as a man like that didn't click to me in my head and I was like oh my god I think I'm attracted to this and so I went to a friend and I was like so I saw this band and I found this person very attractive they're like oh cool well who are they and I was like the thing is is I think I'm gay and they're like oh and I was like oh no oh no and so I took it back in but that whole like every time I listened to their music from that band because it wasn't just that person in particular it was the entire group was like so attractive to me um and every time I listen to their music now I'm just thrown back to like little middle school early high school me being like being gay is not okay for me everybody else can do it but not me Mm -hmm. um i I, that makes me think of in terms of like concerts um i remember um so i like like i said i'm i'm from like kern county area um and so in bakersfield um they have this thing called crab radio and they put on like a uh it's called free for all it's a free free concert they throw and me and my girlfriend at the time were going because like our favorite song was playing and we're like oh my god it's free we we totally need to go um but one of the openers was this band called holy white hounds the bassist and the lead guitarist or like the rhythm guitar i think it was just two of the guitarists and they were both men like made out on stage like Mm, while they were like shredding and i was like like this is the hottest thing i've (laughs) ever seen in person and like like, i was like i was like huh wow yeah i'm just gonna go follow them i really like the music uh i'm gonna go find their instagram and follow it just because like i really they were really good like i really like the music i'm just gonna like everything they've ever posted ever (laughs) yeah i want to add on to your thought julie um i think a lot of us really dealt with internalized homophobia Mm -hmm. and like we I think many of us are not really taught now, like when we were kids, that it was okay to be gay or okay to be non-binary or trans or poly. So for the upcoming generation, hopefully if in the right household, they are treated that it they're told it's okay. But for many of us, I think when we realized when we were not straight or not cis, we immediately hit that and we're like, where something's wrong with us when really there was nothing wrong with us it's fine mm-hmm. and so i think the media really helped us discover it because if we never heard those music or watched those movies or seen that scene in a tv show or seen those really two guys kiss on stage mm-hmm. that would have never clicked <laughs> and we would have probably been miserable for the most of our lives until something later on came up and then we would have had that mm-hmm. that click so mm-hmm. shout out to the media it is getting better it was very sen- it's still being very censorized and you know stigmatized but it has made a lot of improvement over the years which we are very thankful for that stop killing off my le- my favorite lesbian couples you guys like, it's seriously. not okay it's a hate crime it's it a is. for real hate crime but again it's a huge improvement fictional uh, for real hate fictional crime. <laughs> fictional this is all fictional i feel like that's a really good point to end on because it is it's like this new upcoming generation should understand like i really hope you don't have to deal with the stuff that we went through because it wasn't as out there as it is now you guys made some really great points i think we all kind of agreed on a bunch of stuff as well Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of us can understand the like some of the some of the sexual awakenings for our queer generation fairly similar we can all agree on velma from live yeah. 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 or jade or marceline she go goth girls can we can we just pour one out for the goth girls please <laughs> like like shout like. out to the goth girls <laughs> all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in to shamelessly relevant we will see you on one of our next episodes and thank you so much to ruth and maddie for joining it's been us. a pleasure guys we're so and welcome welcome to the semester by the way because it's your guys' first semester maddie's first semester back um at the state hornet so maybe you'll be seeing more of them (laughs) awesome well thank you for listening